Welcome back to Health Matters with Rob and Louise on WBRN, and it is brought to you by Michigan Primary Care Partners. Just keep in mind that the things that we're talking about are studies and information that we find, uh, and you do need to check in with your medical professional if there's any kind of health-related issues that you need more information on. This is just opening up doors for a lot of the questions that we have, and then you just uh, go to your medical professional to find out more. Well, here's a question that was in a uh, magazine uh, I saw the other day, and uh, this is a a question I'm going to pose to you. Okay. Which would you say yes to first? This is about being happy. What would you say yes to first? A, $10,000. Yes. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) You got to listen to the rest of the multiple choices. B, spending time outdoors. C, a full night's sleep. Or D, a full night's sleep on a bed of $10,000. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be kind of lumpy, I think. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've gone so long in my life without getting a full night's sleep and having, you know, odd. Or $10,000. Or $10,000. And I'd like to try to start with $10,000 because I figure I can, uh, you know. Well, the answer is C, which would be a full night's really? sleep. Really? Yeah. Or D, but it just seems like they said it seems itchy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you could get to, you know, if you're sleeping on cold, hard Hard cash. cash. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Sleep predicts the highest levels of well-being. So the more sleep you get, obviously we were talking about sleep in the last segment, and so that's why we decided to, you know, start with this question here. Um, The more sleep you get, the better you're going to be. I mean, you got to get, you know, as an adult, you're supposed to get seven, eight hours and that's what you you know should strive for. And that seems to be so difficult for people these days. Mm-hmm. That seems to be an unattainable number of sleep hours. It really does. Yeah, but for us especially. Yeah, feeling rested all the time may boost your well-being more than multiplying your disposable income by 5. Wow. Yeah, how about that? So, and spending some time outdoors inches up good feelings. And that's what we were talking about the last summit. You know, get on, take a walk. And it'll also help you in your in your sleep habits. Yeah, it's amazing how the little things that you can add into your life will add to your happiness quotient. This is uh, National Breakfast Month. September is. is and uh, some of the favorite breakfast foods that uh, people enjoy, you know, obviously, Breakfast is one of those meals that everybody seems to enjoy. I love it, and I think it's because it's special. Remember when you used to watch TV and the old-time shows where they'd all sit down to have an actual meal of breakfast? The Bob Newhart show, I noticed, she was always making eggs and bacon and stuff every morning. But if you really watch them, they never eat them. Well, that's true. (laughs) Because usually Howard would come (laughs) busting in, and then they don't get to eat. Well, and you just, you don't get the option, the opportunity to have a sit-down breakfast very often. And that's why I think people like breakfast foods so much and eat them all day long. Well, 43% of us have eaten breakfast and uh, and some of us, 43% of us have eaten breakfast at all three meals. Do that. Yeah. And you can do that because the number 10 breakfast food is donuts. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well I wait was a thinking, minute. I was thinking actual food food. That's like dessert, <laughs> breakfast dessert. And, and see, that's the. I think that's why it, it might be a favorite time to eat is yeah. because there's so many dessert type foods that are in there. Yeah. Uh, number nine, home fries. Home fries. Hmm. Number eight, oatmeal. I love oatmeal, but 
again, you know, if you put oatmeal and then you you know, put brown sugar and all that stuff in it, you mm-hmm. know, it, you can make any of this stuff you can make really bad of for course. you. Of <laughs> course. I eat my But oat- oh, is it good? I eat my oatmeal in cookies. <laughs> I do. <laughs> And uh, that's because of your raisin. <laughs> yeah, just letting you know. Which I also like in my oatmeal cookies. <laughs> Seven is fresh fruit, which is always good. But you also you got to be careful about that too, because there's a lot of sugar content in fresh food. Now, fruit. come on. Six cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking num- of sugar, number five bacon. Mm-hmm. Bacon. <laughs> uh, then four pancakes. Number three toast. Num- yeah, toast. <laughs> and number two, sausage. And the number one breakfast food, of course, is eggs. Mm-hmm. But then you have all the different ways, you know, that people would like them prepared. 58% said it's one of their favorite breakfast foods is is the eggs. Yeah, I like eggs. And the incredible edible egg. And all the different ways that you can fix them. Of course, breakfast has always, uh, you know, if you, you hear anybody talking about breakfast, it's considered the most important meal of the day with health benefits, and that's according to the breakfast people. I'm, I'm sure there's a group that, you know, that supports breakfast, and they say that eating a regular morning meal helps control weight and can guide us toward eating healthier meals regularly through the day. But these days, a lot of people skip breakfast. I mean, there are, and and there are questions now about how often People skip breakfast and whether it's really bad for them. You know, you've been told all your life that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But now there have been different studies that come out that may not indicate that it's quite as important as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, A poll from Instantly found that only 47% of people eat breakfast every day. And I think that's a high number. I really do, because you talk to people all over the place, and they say, ah, I don't feel like eating in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people skip breakfast. Well, I, and that kind of goes back into the sleep thing, because a lot of people don't want to get up and prepare anything or get any true. big breakfast going because they want to sleep as long as they mm-hmm. can and wake up at the last minute, jump in the shower, and then go out the door. More than 53% of Americans skip breakfast at least once a week. 12% never have it. And... We are overwhelmingly, they say, not hungry in the morning or simply don't have time to eat. Those are the reasons people are missing out on breakfast. Out of the people who do eat breakfast, convenience is the big thing. And often that means that whatever you're eating for breakfast, whatever we're eating for breakfast, isn't necessarily all that good for us. Mm -hmm. 45% get their breakfast from a fast food place, and that may or may not be something that's very good for you, uh, or a coffee shop, or, you know, just a granola bar. And those, you know, you really have to read the ingredients in all your food, and it's going to make you sad because there's so much sugar, there's so much salt, these processed items, you think, oh, granola, that's supposed to be good for you. Mm-hmm. And it not not necessarily the case. Uh, longer work days, so people say they're just, they don't find time to eat in the morning. The most skipped meal of the day, 40% uh, go straight to lunch, 39% skip dinner or lunch combined. When we do eat breakfast, the most popular foods, like you said, eggs, cereal, but I don't think that's as popular anymore. Um, and that's what people are eating for their for their breakfast. I wonder if, if you could pour milk on triscuits and and eat that. You know, it'd be like uh, shredded wheat or something I, like that. If I you don't could know. Have that. 
Uh, I'm not sure. Dunk your Triscuits in coffee, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you know, they're talking about breakfast and people skipping it and how it's so important. But now they're saying maybe it's just the type of people that eat breakfast may just be healthier, not necessarily the meal itself. It says that breakfast eaters tend to have healthier habits. Not necessarily because they're eating breakfast, just now, across the board. Now that throws the whole study off. I know. Well, there there's so many studies coming out that it's really hard to say, well, if you eat breakfast, you're going to be healthy. That's not necessarily true. They say now that people who eat breakfast more are more likely to be healthier, but it can't. It may not necessarily be because of breakfast. They say that breakfast eaters may have other healthy lifestyle habits that explain it, have a healthier diet, more fiber uh, and nutrition. On the other hand, they say people who skip breakfast, and this is just you know this is just a study that kind of covers a small group of people. They noted that people who skip breakfast tend to smoke more, drink more alcohol, exercise less, and they say that breakfast eaters are just healthy people, so it doesn't necessarily mean that breakfast is the best thing for you. Well, I was looking at some of the uh, superfoods that they have, you know, and a lot of times, you know, you see lists of superfoods. Well, and that's what you need. If you're going to eat breakfast, you might as well pick something that's really good for you. But it's kind of tough to do because that's what I mean. This survey that I have here, it's talking about superfoods that are good for you and superfoods that are not so much what they say they are. So you know so I mean? people are, are saying that foods are really good for them and right. believe that, but it may not be the truth. Like green tea. Now, green tea is one of the things that is good for you. Okay. That's a good thing. Long-term consumption of uh, the green tea fights metabolic syndrome, and it's a forerunner. That's a forerunner of type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. and uh, could reduce your risk of uh, coronary disease. So put a kettle of green tea green on tea. that's good for you spinach another green vegetable that's very good for you does it say whether it did, whether it matters if you eat it fresh or frozen or anything like that or it's just any kind of spinach any kind of spinach okay. in addition to the leafy greens um muscle helping well obviously you know that because of popeye <laughs> you got him uh, out yeah there i learned from that. cartoons that's where <clears throat> i get my nutrition that's advice. where all our nutritional facts come Wallace from and gromit like cheese <laughs> Muscle, uh, it helps your muscles uh, because of the iron content. A study found that eating one portion a day of spinach reduces your heart disease risk in just one week. Really? In just one week. And uh, one of the things that is surprising here, you know, because a lot of people, and a lot of country artists drink coconut water. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that coconut That's water. That's the new hot thing that everybody says is supposed to be really good for them. And it's uh, and a lot of high-end gyms will offer coconut water and stuff like that to after your workout and stuff. But researchers found it's no better for hydration than plain old water. Really? So if you're thirsty, just go get a drink of water. That's all you have to do. Uh, avocados are very good for you. That's a good thing. Uh it's study after study has confirmed that the fruits heart healthy benefits and again this is a lot of this stuff is for uh your heart is very good kale is another one that's very good for you now kale is just something that that boy i don't know that seems to be one of the trendy things but that's supposed to be very good for you also yeah. and chia seeds are one of those that Ooh, are kind of iffy though but, I but love it those. but it's kind of iffy it says despite the label claims these seeds lack the type of omega 3 
that your body body actually needs from fish oil. You need it. You need it from uh, from fish oil. But so, I'm hoping that the chia seeds, when you eat them, they swell up in your stomach and then you get full fat. <laughs> it Is does that say true? that because they are a good source of fiber, so you will get that. But it says you're uh, better. I mean, if you're looking for omega, you're better off eating oily fish. Okay. So that's what, you know, they're Oily fish like, like salmon. salmon. And yeah. I do like yeah. salmon. Actually, any oily fish will help you out there. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool thing. Now, the other scary thing about food mm-hmm. is that if you're in a relationship, uh-oh, that could cause you some problems because the average person now gains a delicious 36 pounds Mm -hmm. in a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, the number is both high and outstanding so congratulations (laughs) if you got that Um, and we don't exactly wait to start packing it on we gain 17 of those 36 pounds in the first year of a long-term relationship yeah so all the people who are complaining about not being in a relationship hey look yeah. You fit in clothes. <laughs> put on your bathing suit and go, you know, pose, do I, selfies and stuff. And we've been together 20 years, so I put on my stretchy waistband pants, my eating <laughs> pants. Men gain more in the first year than women. Uh, men pack on an average of 22 pounds. Women gain 13 pounds. And what are the reasons for gain weight? gaining weight? 42% say it's going out to dinner. So yeah. not breakfast, it's dinner. 34% say it's cooking together and drinking uh, and that's a lot of it, socializing with your significant other. That's something that will do it. So stop doing that. Okay, no, what? I'm not just kidding. <laughs> and 64% say it's because they felt like they could relax on their diet now that they weren't trying to impress dates all the time. Yeah. You know, going out on a first date, you're always trying to be, you know, real impressive and stuff like that. So Well, and So if you if you are still looking for someone, then just tell people that you're in a rela- a long-term relationship and then It's <laughs> What? What you tell people is if if they say, "Well, you you just won't commit to anyone." Well, no, I'm dieting. There because you go. <laughs> because they actually say that when a woman dines with a man, she eats less so if you end up with a man that you're with for a long time rather than just dating you're going to eat more and you're going to gain weight another way that when women go out to eat uh, a woman eating with smaller groups of female friends she eats a little less but if you go out with that big group of female friends you know the 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 you know dozen or more female friends that you like to hang around with everybody buys an appetizer <laughs> they say women eat more when they eat with a large group of female friends so your best option is to go out and and have dinner with someone that you know you're you're just dating and if if your goal is to eat less yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to make you enjoy life. I used to sure. say that, you know, a long time ago, I, I went out with a girl that ate like a bird, but it was a pelican, you know, so <laughs> she could eat about 50 fish at a time. So that, you know, sometimes you got to watch that and, and, and seeing how things come about. You know, it's it's obvious with, with the food option, there's just so much information about dieting and nutrition and food. And there are so many food cues out there that, you know, I'll be the first to admit, yeah, I could definitely lose some weight, but there's so much good food out there. They say, you know, and there are so many opportunities to change your diet, so many diet options out there. And obviously, just like we said earlier, if you're thinking of doing a big change in your eating habits to lose weight, 
especially as you get older, you want to check with your medical professional because you don't want it to counter affect anything that you're doing for your health otherwise. But here's something you can try if you want to feel like you're slimming down. A study in England, the University of Sussex, says that smelling a lemon makes us feel thinner and increases our self-esteem, even though it doesn't actually help us lose weight. (laughs) They say if you sniff a lemon, you feel thinner, lighter, and better about your body. And here you go. This is... We're going it, we're rolling into the the holiday season. The scent of vanilla did the opposite. When you smell vanilla, which is going to be in baking all over the place, it makes you feel heavier and more out of shape. So everybody grab a lemon and take a deep breath and you'll feel better about yourself. And blow out that vanilla candle over there, will you? (laughs) This is Health Matters with Rob and Louise. And uh, we'll be back with segment three next on WBRN.